What's going on, everybody? Thanks for pressing play today. In today's episode of Nerdist Audio, you're going to find the trio, Brian, Irvin, Trey, doing a triple episode where we are talking about all the feel-good movies from our childhood, from our adulthood, just talking feel-good movies in general. All right, y'all know the drill. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. Please help us grow this audience. We appreciate this. We love doing this. Also, Interact with us on social media, nerd.nostalgia on Instagram, uh, TikTok, we're all over the place. Please drop some questions for us so we can uh, deliver these new segments to you guys. You ask, we answer. You got questions, we've got answers. Let's do it. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And of course, before we get started, here's a quick clip for you to enjoy. I'm Miho Nishizumi, and this is Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. And thanks for stopping by. Panzer Vor! Oh! And fuck you, Brian, with an I! <laughs> Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. Today, you got your main host, Irvin, with the two bestest, bestest buds in the world. We have young Brian. Who's oh, the oldest. Hi. Am I, <laughs> wait, am I supposed to say hello when you do that? I, yeah, I think that's, that's usually what happens. So I didn't know there was a format to these. Yeah, I don't know. Just shoot from the hip, see what happens. See what we stick with. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> And of course, number two, we have Trey. Why am I number two? I thought I was number two since you introduced yourself first and then introduced me. So Trey would be third. Which makes sense because I'm Trey. Math. Yeah, there you go. Boom. That was obviously on purpose, guys. Had that built way ahead of time. You anyway. can see how much we plan in advance for these. <laughs> We're All trying the for that. On that topic, guys, we actually are going to do the episode today. The main theme of the episode is going to be your top three or just one or two, maybe it depends what you want. Feel good movies. Like what movies make you feel good, gooey, nostalgic. That's our main topic. Now, before that, we're going to do two new segments and we're going to do this pretty much every single time. We're going to discuss what we're watching, reading, what we're listening to, basically what nerddom we're geeking out on right now. Then we're going to jump into our second segment, which is going to be you ask, we answer, send us some questions. We'll answer them online. Obviously, it can be anything and everything. It can be nerd related or it can be just about us a little bit. And each person will take a question. It doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Brian's going to say, what's your last name? He's not going to give you his last name because he's a superhero and superheroes don't give their last names. So well, I thought it was more like Radio Shack. You've got questions. We've got answers. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Uh... I'm not trying to give you notes while we're recording, but I think a really great name for the what are we watching, playing, listening to would be Nerd Nostalgia. Ooh, you yeah, I see uh, you writing that down. I'm gonna jot it down. I, I I jot good ideas and bad ideas down. Which which is this one? I jot good ideas and bad ideas down. <laughs> he hasn't decided yet. That's what it means. You both, both you bitches are impressed with that. <sighs> okay. So starting off with nerd nostalgia. He's going to cut that shit comments, out in like post that. and take credit for it. I, I could see it now. I don't listen, so I wouldn't know. But Yeah, there you go. 
Just Dylan assume. Dirk. Just assume. So let's start it off. Trey was the inventor of this. He wanted to start this segment, and I think it's a great idea. Trey, why don't you lead us with uh, what are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you reading? Give us uh, one of those uh, three categories. What are you playing as well? That's uh, another one, right? So I am not going to be a great person to add to the what are you playing topic because I don't play video games anymore. That's a lie. Um, unfortunately, you play that, uh, that damn game all the time. Which one? Uh, what was that last one that you were just playing? You played it for forever. Grand Theft Auto. I think he's referring yeah, yeah, to the original Super Mario Brothers. Game. Right. <laughs> and that's right. when you guys first met. Two right. Decades no. Ago. I, yeah. I just don't. I mean, every now and then I can devote like 10 minutes to a video game in my office. Right. Like when I'm by myself, which is rarely. So um, I'll usually it's just whatever game is still in the console is what I'll be playing at that time so that that's not really anything new it's not anything that i've devoted any time to i've probably already beaten the game so it's going to be like something like a grand theft auto 5 or something like that that's just still in there from just screwing around and wasting time um but on the watching front i have actually um done something kind of interesting and, and something that's taken a lot of time which we've been kind of on a hiatus here recently is I did all of the Marvel movies in timeline order, um, which was nice. which was an undertaking, um, but not not as hard as I thought, um, and it didn't take as much time as I thought. However, now am I going to say that I was one hundred percent focused on all of those movies? Background noise. Every yeah, no background noise a lot of the time, or while we're doing other stuff. Luckily, a lot of the Marvel movies were able to um, leave on even when the kids are around. So that, that helps. Like uh, <laughs> there was, there was a little bit of a close call in winter soldier uh, when they start fighting or it was either winter soldier or civil war. And they were kind of like, Oh, why is he hitting that other guy? Why is he punching that other guy? It was like, Oh yeah, they're just playing around or whatever. Let's change it. And <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there was a, I, I, and something that's kind of interesting from this is, is in rewatching all of this, um, Age of Ultron was one that I had not watched many times and have not seen in quite a while. That's reasonable. And, right. Um, and it's it the isn't the best. Of the Avengers movie. Yeah. yeah it, it, of it the Avengers the movies themselves, it's yeah. the weakest for sure. For sure. But in rewatching that, you get a little bit more of an appreciation for WandaVision. Because I think the mm. the thing that you kind of pick up on watching WandaVision after having watched like Infinity War somewhat recently, right? Infinity War Endgame or whatever, you see that relationship after it's really kind of already culminated. And then, you know, they're like together on the lamb and like, you know, doing their own thing, trying to get away. But then you have you know, then it's, and all of a sudden everybody's dead in this WandaVision, you know, that's kind of the, where, where it jumps to. So watching kind of the original, like you see that there was already that tension and that like relationship was already building in age of Ultron from the very get go, which was kind of an interesting thing for me having, you know, re somewhat recently watched WandaVision and then going back and watching age of Ultron is kind of like, oh, okay, 
I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Thank yeah, you to the future. I, I I've actually seen Infinity War and Endgame specifically probably a good dozen times a pop like background noise. You know, like I'm right, doing right. something and I'm just watching. It. It's a great movie. But you don't do hype that. Scene. Like nobody does that with Age of Ultron. No, like you just no. you don't go back and watch that movie. No, no, you not. you put on Age of Ultron if you're trying to punish someone for a crime they've committed. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, I think that's uh that's gonna be Thor Dark World. That's uh that's what you punish. That one was pretty bad. Iron Man three. Iron Man three is still, in my opinion, the worst. Yeah. Um, Have we ever ranked all the movies before? We should do that's that. Not, that's not. That's not. not that time. He doesn't need it. Everybody. Let's, knows. let's stay on track. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. So perfect segue then, Brian. Tell us what you're reading, watching, playing, and or listening to. I just finished binge watching Shit's Creek on Netflix. Nice. Yeah. I've heard really good things about it. I've seen like three or four episodes, and it's pretty funny. You're about to not hear something nice about it. Surprise, surprise. Uh, All right. So for those who have not seen it, which I'm sure there's three people out there, including Irvin. I will I will say I have not watched it beginning to end. I have seen episodes throughout and however has watched it beginning to end. And I so we started watching together as a couple, and then of course she ran away with it. Sure. And yep. and I never Don't spent you dare the time. do that to her though. That's the end of the exactly. world. Exactly. <laughs> It's a, a one-way street. Yeah, it's a pleasant enough show, and it's inoffensive in a lot of ways, and it's it has some nice feel-good moments, and so I can see why people do like it. I I don't think I laughed out loud more than twice watching the whole six seasons, but let me just tell you. Okay, first of all, the setup is um, the the main characters come from a rich family they got a lot of money and became very wealthy off of like a blockbuster knockoff and the start of the show is they have come under financial hardship and are are left basically broke except for they have in their name the town of shit s h or s c h i t t that they bought as a joke it was called Shit's Creek. And they move there because it's literally the only possession they have left. They're put up in a hotel and it's about their having to fit in in this small podunk community when they're used to living extravagant MTV's cribs lifestyles, right? That's the setup. And the main characters are... Um, uh, the roses and it's it's the the dad the matriarch the the business runner and then they're uh kind of useless children Patriot. who yeah they they used their their wealth to uh basically never grow up and then also the mom who's also a soap opera actress the showrunners were actually dan and eugene levy who are the stars of the show it's the the dad and the son who are both starring in the show, but also acting or who are, I guess, running the show, writing it, producing it, all that. And they are wearing in each episode and there's, you know, maybe like 14 episodes. They're each wearing like extravagantly custom clothing. The dad's always wearing custom suits and, and beautiful shirts. They're all wearing just these gorgeous clothes, but everything else. And that's gotta be the highest budget item in the entire show. 
And by about season two or three, I had this idea and it couldn't, it did not get out of my head. I think that the producers, Dan and Eugene Levy, came up with this idea to get the studio or whoever it is that actually ran this show and gave them a budget to just buy them really nice clothes. Boom. And the, the vehicle through which they did that was Schitt's Creek. So they said, okay, how do we do this? We dedicate, obviously we have to have salaries. That's, that's a given, but we're going to de- dedicate the remainder of the clothing, makeup, all that budget is going to go into our wardrobe. And then we're going to hire no name actors for everybody else. We're going to put it in a very small town. So the cost of filming sets, all that is basically nothing. And so they, they pushed down all of the other available costs so they could buy themselves just gorgeous clothes at the, the studio's expense. And as I started watching it, more and more things confirmed that belief, that paranoid conspiracy theory. Because there, there'd be constantly episodes where they're like, oh, we're going to go to the, the beautiful spa treatment. Just wait for that. And so it starts with them driving down a highway. And then inevitably, they're never going to arrive at that destination because I think they couldn't afford it because they spent all the fucking money on suits. <laughs> you're, such a, you're such a fucking cynic. <laughs> okay. But, but, fucking but like cynic. literally, like there were that, that was the the MO for the storytelling. Like there's only really two episodes that did not take place in the hotel or this small town where they may have had to spend like another thousand dollars for budgeting for a scene or for like transporting them out of the set. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a tell all memoir where they confess to this. It's not a sin really. It's just, you know, it's like the plot of the producers, right? Like they, they used, Hollywood in order to enrich themselves in a very specific way. It was an okay show. I didn't laugh at it that much. It it had some, some tender moments, but otherwise the main focus of that show for me was building up proof of this conspiracy theory. And I, I I should go back and rewatch it and identify all the ways that they cut corners in terms of casting sets, everything to pump all of the money into custom clothing for the showrunners. That's my pick. Boom. Nice. Shit's Creek from the cynic himself, Mr. Brian. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Well, I guess I'll give uh, my pick. Uh, since both of you guys did stuff that y'all are watching, I'm going to go with something that I'm reading ish. I have it sitting on the, uh, on the can. I have the trade paperback of Jupiter's legacy. It's a comic book. This is the trade paperback, so it's the collection of all of them, right? It was a limited run. It was written by, who was this written by? Mark Miller. Frank Quitely is the artist, and then the letter is Peter Doherty. Hey, everybody. Irvin here in the post. Just wanted to make sure that I gave forewarning, spoiler warning, basically for the next couple minutes. Fast forward until you hear somebody else's voice, because I am going to be talking about Jupiter's Legacy, and if you want just a fresh outlook on that, then I would suggest that you skip ahead. So you have been forewarned. Now you can skip about three full minutes and then it'll start the new part of the conversation and that'll get you spoiler free and you can go into Jupiter's legacy with your own thoughts, with your own unknown stuff. So enjoy. Basically the story is, and it's actually going to be a Netflix show that's coming out. So this was the reason that I wanted to Mm, read it ahead of time. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a little reason behind it. And so very interesting concept, right? It's, 
it's kind of mirroring like the golden age superheroes and then bringing them. So what ends up happening is this group is this one guy gets basically these premonitions and he's something is calling him to this Island. And it's like during the great depression and he's like, we got to go to this Island. We got to go to this Island. So all of his brothers and friends, like a group of them set sail to this place and then they end up getting superpowers. Well, as time progresses, like they turn into Superman, Wonder Woman, all that kind of stuff, right? As time progresses, well, their kids inherited powers as well. So they, they had these powers and then they had children. Well, these children also have powers. It just becomes a generational thing, kind of like in Schitt's Creek where the two kids, you know, lived off the parents' money and all of that. Same concept. They built their kind of legacy off of the parents' being fucking superman and being great heroes and their kind of fuck ups and and trying to you know find their way in life and so they treat it kind of like a celebrity thing like they're ODing they're doing like alien fucking uh snot and like snorting it and that kind of stuff so i think this is going to be netflix's answer to the boys it's going to be kind of toting that same line so it sounds like you're watching the superhero equivalent of Schitt's Creek. And I just hope that the show will also follow that same track where it's a vehicle for the actors to be given superpowers by the studio. Let's hope by, by your logic that, that, that that's the case. <laughs> so Josh Dunholm, or what, what is that guy? What's the lead actor's name? Josh Hamill. Ham, Ham, Hamill. Hamill. Do, do, Hamill. do a handsome is do his it. last name. Yeah, he is handsome. I just think I think of him as Transformers handsome GI Joe. Correct. Maybe. I mean, I'm I'm not it's gonna not argue wrong. with that. It's not wrong. Did they make action figures based on Josh Dumb, Josh Dumble, Josh Calrissian, Josh Josh Do Blobrissian? Ah, I see what you did there. Ding ding ding. Why would you um, cut that out? No, 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 that was a joke. It was a joke. I don't know if there's action figures or not. Let's see yeah. Jupiter's legacy action. Oh, no, I meant for the Transformers. Like, does Transformers oh. G.I. Joe guy. So since Radio Shack is out of business, could we technically steal their uh, their their thing? I don't version? think they're going to come after us, to tell you the truth. That's fair. Someone may still so own their trademarks and stuff. I don't know who that would be. or And who would care? Best Buy. Uh, Best Buy is not too far out from uh, going bankrupt. I forgot who I was having a conversation with. They're like, nah, man, ba- uh, Best Buy's holding steady and strong. I was like... Nah, I was like, they're going to be gone soon. And then like, I think like a week later, an article comes out. Oh, Best Buy's struggling. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, you're right. Shit. So let's move on to that uh, that next segment then, boys. Let's go ahead and segue into it. The What I've dubbed so far, you ask, we answer. We'll come up with a cleverer name. Brian, I'm sure we'll come up with something something clever. Right, Brian? We, we yeah, put our yeah probably. <laughs> So we did get a couple questions and this is coming from Angie. First question is if you guys switched bodies with each other, what would be the first thing you do? Speak perfect Spanish. Nice. There you go. Yeah, no. So, so you would be, you would be trading places with me so that you speak perfect Spanish as well. Obviously, obviously he's trading places with you. Makes perfect sense. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. So <sighs> that's a good one. That, that was good. That was a perfect answer. You would uh, speak the old Espanol. What would I, I do? Ooh, I would. Uh, I would 
Wait, that doesn't make any right. fucking sense. Because if I put my brain in your body, it's not like your DNA oh, has Spanish true, right? like like I'm gonna I'm gonna continue <laughs> it's speaking. Mu- it's, it's muscle my memory. Broken Mus- Spanglish. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's it muscle is. is muscle memory. So don't don't apply. You can roll R's. You can roll R's now. R R. Say it with me. R R. Oh man, I know what I would do. And I would trade bodies with that guy, with Brian, mainly because I want to take my hand and run my fingers into my hair, into my <laughs> luscious, beautiful hair, one last time. That's Baby, you can do that for free. You don't got to trade bodies. <laughs> well, oh. Trey's stuck in his own goddamn body because he <laughs> yeah. selfishly took mine. Actually, actually, I would trade bodies with either one of you and sleep in without getting woken mm. up by a person crawling Turns. on my face. Fair. That's that's good. That's good. <laughs> Go out drinking all night and then not get yelled at for sleeping in the next day. That's what I would do. Don't you do that already? I, well, I get yelled at. <laughs> So I just wouldn't get yelled at. That's hilarious. Wow, that's that's impressive. Okay, well, that good answers for everybody. Good answers for everybody. Next question. We'll do two more of these. We'll do three at a time. That way we're not super bogged down by this. Um, this is coming from The Other Liz, 47. She says, I'd love to be on a podcast. Do you think putting on a novice like me might attract new peeps? No, Liz. I think having you on board would be totally dope. We'll definitely try to get you on here one of these days. There's a there's a list that we're going through, but we're gonna we're gonna get through it eventually. Sure. I mean, people want to join. Whatever, that's yeah. fine. I like it. There's several people that uh, do want to get onto the podcast and chat with us. It's just it's fun. We just shoot the shit and talk nerd stuff, and that's it. And it's fun. And there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. There obviously. is not. We're trying. We're trying here. And we're struggling. Help no us. preparation necessary. Nope. If you feel like there should be more order to this, go ahead and rate, subscribe, and put a uh, review telling the producer what what you think would be a useful order for all this. Yeah, no, we take feedback. We've we take we've given them suggestions, ignored them, all of them. Every single time. That's not true. I literally listen to you guys. Here we are doing new segments because of it. I digress. Question number. Oh, you didn't ask me that question. I just kind of asked it in general. Go ahead. I agree with both of you. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Here's a quick one. Boxers or briefs. This is coming from Swagger Comics. Shout out to uh, my boy Jimmy out in Denver. Commando. Ooh, nice. Threw a little loop at you there, Jimmy. Well, this we're going to do a double that, loop. Uh, that that uh, that worked with Prince and was around him. If y'all listened to that episode, ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I yeah, listened yeah. to good you dude. tell me that that episode was going to exist. Yeah, it's out, man. Uh, listen to it. It was a good episode. We uh, we were driving around Denver. He was showing me around to all the comic shops and uh, talking about Prince, man. It was good stuff. Good stuff. Prince in cool. Vegas. Like his little his his Vegas lifestyle was pretty awesome too. Cool. I will also throw a loop. Boxer briefs because it gives you the the freedom of boxers, but the support of briefs. 
I that was literally what I was gonna answer. So yeah. I also wear boxer briefs, so I don't do boxers. It's actually there's a specific brand and I can't remember what it's a BCG and they don't even make it anymore. We were having this discussion with some of the guys the other day. It's all about the pocket in the middle. It's like mesh and it cups the boys and the jewels. And so it's like and it's and it's gives you it's like breathable because like it's kind of got like little holes, so it's kind of like meshy. So it's just perfect. And it just it just it just has the boys there in place and it's wonderful. And then it's tight on the legs. So it's good stuff. It's good stuff. BCG. No panty lines. Yeah, I love it. No, no panty lines. Yeah. Depending on how tight your pants are, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> the tightest. Final question is coming from Jay Paz. Shout out to Juan out in H Town. His question was What is one thing you regret not picking up or not grabbing, like scooping up? I know what he was referencing for, for me because it, it had to do with this past weekend, but I want to see how you guys answer. For me, it was going to be a comic book, um, New Mutants 98, it, uh, first appearance of Deadpool. Somebody had it at this uh, like swap meet comic con that I went to this past weekend. Um, shout out to Gazer Collects and who else was out there? Sig Miguel. Uh, we were all out there hunting along with Jay Paws. And so there was a comic that uh, that I didn't scoop up that I probably should have because it was at a pretty good price. But um, I was too worried about blowing my load on just one book versus, you know, several other books that I ended up getting. But yeah, that was mine. What would Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Okay, that's good. Or Bitcoin or... Cryptocurrency of sorts. But 10 years ago. GameStop yeah. briefly. GameStop for a minute. No, I think mine, like, I mean, aside from that, because we'd have a lot more money now if we did that. But I think the one is, is not necessarily a scoop up, but it's a retention thing. Like... It's the the Pokemon cards. God damn it. Yeah. That so and granted I gave them to like my cousin, right? So it wasn't like I just like tossed them or sold them or whatever way back in the day. Like it was just something that he got really interested in. It was something that I wasn't really messing around with anymore at the time. And so, but now you see that there i mean there's a market uh, granted there, there's no telling if i had anything that was worth anything right because i can't remember what i had but i know i had like a holographic charizard but was it the twenty five thousand dollar one or like the 500 one you know it's like i mean twenty five thousand dollars for you know a hundred dollar investment maybe back then maybe who knows that, even... yeah who knows that, how much was yeah. spent collecting you know, because I don't even remember how much a packet was back in the day, like a dollar, like 99 cents. No, or no, no. I think they it was free to children because our parents like paid for them. Well, yeah. yeah okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. We didn't spend anything. Fair. But yeah, so that's that's not really a scoop up. That's more of a let go. So scoop up would be definitely like Dogecoin or Bitcoin or cryptocurrency or something. Okay. Okay. Brian? I wish I had this is probably departing from the question. Some, I wish I had picked up D and D like role-playing and doing the tabletop stuff earlier. I waited <laughs> until, excuse me, shut the fuck up. Urban. I wish I, I had waited until obviously everyone who watched stranger things had that little itch pick at us. 
I waited until then. I was always interested in it growing up, and I did a whole bunch of other nerdy stuff growing up. I always avoided that. I don't know if it's because I didn't have a friend group that was into it, or I, we probably could have marshaled folks growing up, Trey. I, yeah, I'm thinking we could have, but to this day, like thinking back about, I never heard anybody really talk. I mean, it was around, <laughs> right? But I never heard anybody really talk about it or do it because it would have been something that I would have been interested in, like joining somebody, but I wasn't going to like bootstrap it up. Like, yeah. And, and that's the thing is we didn't, this is early days of the internet. So it was not intuitive as to how to learn about that and without having someone introduce us to it. And that was playing D and D now is fine, but you need to have such a time commitment. You know, it can take hours and hours and hours and week after week. And that's the, the joy of it is, is building that story with your friends but I just don't have time for that anymore. I don't have time for that kind of commitment. Whereas back then, shit, I had nothing but time. And that's what I wish I had picked up earlier. I'm glad I do it now. I'm glad I get to do that with friends now. But that's something that when I did have time, when I did have that kind of freedom just to do that kind of thing, I, I had spent more time doing that rather than play. Oh, I don't know. Starcraft a 1,000th time. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That was fun too, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's gonna that's gonna conclude the uh, the segment there, guys. Thank you for sending in those questions. Shout out to everybody that did. For those that we did not get to, I apologize. We'll we'll get to those next uh, next week. So, quick little break, guys. Please head over to Apple Podcast, drop that five star, tell your friends, family, coworkers about it. Help us grow this audience. But now, let's talk about our main theme. We are going to be discussing today stuff that makes us feel good. We want those feel-good movies, that stuff that makes you feel ooey and gooey inside, that stuff that, you know, when you're hungover and you can put this movie on and it makes you feel just that much better, you know, little nostalgia. So we're going to be discussing feel-good movies, our top three, uh, basically a pick each, maybe two. We'll see who cheats and who doesn't, because somebody's going to cheat. We all, we all, sure. always, yeah. So, Brian, since Trey is not in picture right now, I'm sure he's doing dad stuff right now. Lead us off. What is a feel-good movie for you that you just you'll go to? You've probably seen it dozens, if not dozens upon dozens of times what's your movie what's your pick okay and why my i'm gonna start with number one if i am going through a tough time or if i am really down about something or just i i'm overwhelmed with stress or something like that and i just need to get a good cry out I don't cry that often. That's not my MO. But if I need to pull it out of I'm my a bitch, brain, I cry all the time in movies, especially after like drinking because you know it's a depressant. And so, like the next day, I'm like, <laughs> sure, some movies can reliably get us all to cry. End of Braveheart, you've bled with Wallace, now bleed with me. Some things can pull that out of us. Ending of Rudy, obviously, they carry him off the field. 
but if there's a movie that needs to get me to cry, like it's my, it's my go-to, it's the land before time. And it's the scene where (laughs) no one cares about Ducky. Although the voice actress, his whole thing, we're not going to talk about that now. (laughs) Judith Borsi, RIP. The scene where Littlefoot tries to get his mom to come back to life when she just battled it out with Sharptooth. And then at the very end, when she comes back as a cloud and calls out to her little boy, oh my God, I'm a grown man. And that breaks me down and destroys my ego every single time. So if I need to cry, if I need a good cathartic release, boom, go back to Land Before Time. I know there's like 14 sequels that are all musicals and it's all about how the Great Valley has problems. Nope, just that first one. Just about a little boy trying to find his way in the world and wrestle with his loss of his mama. All right, Trey, what's yours? What's your first feel-good movie? Aladdin, the animated non-live action BS. One of those movies, if it's on, like I try and get the kids to watch it all the time because I would rather watch that than really anything else that they have going on. I want to say it was the first movie that I went to go see in a movie theater. My mom took me. And so like, it was like the first time being in a movie theater and like, the you know when the cave of wonders comes out of the out of the castle of the i mean not the castle the sand at the beginning turns into the cave of wonders and it's so loud in there and all you know because he's got the surround sound it's all rumbling and he starts roaring and stuff i was like this is freaking cool like i'm hooked on movies now like this is this stuff is awesome let's keep doing this and um so yeah i just i have continually watched it my entire life you know, like since since it first came out in the early 90s, whenever that was, up until this day, we'll sit down and watch the animated version of Aladdin. It is my favorite Disney movie. It puts me in a good mood, chills me out. You know, it's one of those ones you can have on in the background or I can actually pay attention to it even to this day. All right, I like it. I like it. Aladdin. Irvin, what about you? What's your first feel good? Yeah, movie? let's stick to the uh, Disney theme there. It looks like we all went animated on our first picks. So for me, it's going to be a movie that I literally wore the tape out, the VHS for, for all you uh, younger kids, Gen Zers or whatever y'all are called. We had to buy a whole nother one. It was The Lion King. So mm. I watched that movie over and over. I still remember one of the memories that I had was, I guess this was either before or after, but I remember my sister being like, Irvin, look what I got and literally holding up the Lion King. And I'm like, and I was like watching TV and I look up, I was like, Lion King. And I was so excited. And so it's funny because I, I forced my siblings, which are, you know, seven, uh, 10 and 12 years older than I am. And they, you know, would watch whatever I was watching. So they watched it hundreds of times, so much so that they did not like it. Well, they're all parents now. And so sure enough, they have to watch it and rewatch it again. So whenever my brother was going through it, he was like, damn it, Irvin, and sends me a a picture of them watching Lion King. I was like, dude, I would still watch that to this day. Like, let's go. I love that movie. So that's my feel good movie. Brian, back to you. What's another feel good movie for you? 
first one was trying to ex- like expel feelings of sadness. Second one is if I need to get pumped up, if I've got something really big on the horizon and I need an adrenaline kick. It's Fist of Legend starring Jet Li. It's a remake of Bruce Lee's Fist of Fury and it's about Jet Li right around World War II traveling from the land of China. No, I guess he was studying in Japan. He, he travels back to China and he fights everybody. He fights like everybody on the mainland China. And it's just a great movie. I, I remember getting it. Oh my God, this is so long ago. We got, we rented it from the movie, uh, the, the blockbuster or whatever. And I went back and I watched it with my brother. We, we popped it in the, the VCR at like, like 11 o'clock at night just to see if it was a good movie. There is a fight scene in the first 45 seconds of the movie. That's how you know it's a good good kung fu movie. Oh yeah. There there are some unfortunate setbacks where they have plot and dialogue and there's a whole courtroom scene where they're not fighting each other, but as soon as that horrible courtroom scene is over, they go back to the dojo and there's more fighting. Jet Li fights everybody and he fights them well. He beats a bunch of people up. It's got great lines. It's a very quotable movie and if you haven't seen Fist of Legend and you want to feel like you can do Kung Fu, you don't have to go to the Matrix. You don't have to get plugged in. You just have to watch this movie. And I guarantee you, you will incorrectly believe that you know Kung Fu. Watch, go, go watch Fist of Legend right now. I, I, I guarantee you will not be disappointed unless you don't like Kung Fu and therefore don't like joy. I think Kung Fu and martial arts movies are going to make a comeback here. Did they go anywhere? Oh, like back in the 80s, late 80s, that, that was like it was huge. 70s and 80s, that was like the thing. I guess, well, I, I guess, guess, yeah, kind of, Kung Fu was, I mean, martial arts movies, fighting movies or whatever, I kind of put them in the, I mean, Kung Fu is its own genre. I, I give yeah. you that, but. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking about straight Kung Fu, like martial arts, like. Yeah, Kung Fu. Uh, what's the other stuff called? Um, is it Wushu? Karate. Karate. Taekwondo. I don't know. There's a lot of Taekwondo movies. I guess there's a couple of Muay Thai movies when you got Tony Jaw in the mix. But Brian, that was a great pick. I dig it. Did so, not see that coming. Yeah. What, what's uh? What's some? What's your next feel good movie, Trey? So you went with the i gotta get pumped up right and that's cool my next one is a palate cleanser and it is one of the ones that you can put on you laugh you love you don't really cry in this one it's just kind of just fun is the princess bride oh my god (laughs) nice why does everyone like that movie so much i love that movie love the Uh, movie and i'm gonna Full of Brian here. <laughs> You're going to disagree. Never seen it, actually. Oh. I think I've watched parts of it, and I was like, man, this isn't for me. And so I, like, I've changed it. So I don't think I've ever actually fully sat through and seen it. Or right. if I have, my brain's just like, you don't need that in your in your 
mental space. You need it. You do need it in your mental space. Um, <laughs> it's so ingrained in the pop culture that you've seen the whole movie. It's like The Godfather. If yeah. you have not watched yeah. the movie, you have seen the whole movie. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. It's, uh, it is so well. Well, okay. So where, <laughs> where Fist of Legend lacks in plot and things of that nature, that is all this movie is. No, no, Fist of Legend has too much plot. That's the thing it has too much of. Okay, too much plot, and and not very good. I'm assuming it's just all about the fight sequences. It, it is a, it is a thin river through which you travel between combat. Yes, gotcha. Um, Whereas this is all. It's all about the story. It's all about the dialogue. It's all about the characters. Um, Wonderfully written. I have not read the book that it's based on before though. So that may be something on the horizon uh, for me, but it's, it's one of the, you know, it's a family, family film. Um, You can totally like, it's, it's one of Anne's favorites. And so it's, it's easy to get her to sit down and watch it. The, the kids are still at the, they're too young right now. I think Elizabeth will really like it once she gets to the age where she can appreciate a little bit more. Um, And we'll definitely, Show it to her. What age is that? Because I don't think I've even gotten there yet. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking like three. Irvin, you should keep doing those. Like three or four more years. Sorry, I think funny man, but to... I stole some of your spotlight there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> funny man. Does the movie have any kissing in it? That's all it does. I want to know. It does have some kissing in it. <laughs> it has yes. kissing. And it has fighting. It has giant rats and fire swamps and riddles and poison and murder and intrigue and giants and castles and sword fights wait are we talking about labyrinth again pretty much always talk more about labyrinth (laughs) we can we can but yeah it's a great it's a great palate cleanser like again it's it's one i've seen a bunch i don't think i've seen it because i didn't want to do my favorite movies right because we've done favorite movies a bunch Mm -hmm, of times here Mm -hmm. and so like that's like that's hard to do um, it's hard not to like do favorite movies when you're thinking about feel good movies. Aladdin happens to be a favorite movie, but it's one of the ones that makes me feel good. Same thing with princess bride is, is it one of my favorite movies? Probably not, but it's, it does make me feel good. Like again, as of like a palate cleanser, like just to put on and kind of chill out and zone out and enjoy. That's fair. Okay. I'll have to check it out. I've never, never seen both of y'all's picks actually. And I guarantee y'all have seen my pick here. Least, oh, Irvin, what's your next pick? At least five. Oh, th- thank you for asking, Brian. <laughs> You're welcome. So my pick, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go into character, and you're gonna guess it. You're gonna know what it is. She ain't got you, but you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. No, I, that that butchered that one. Oof, yeah, that, that horribly, horribly butchered. I mean, I can guess what it's from. Yeah, because um, I'm that good. But that was yeah. Trey's a generous really listener. You you did not deserve him's knowledge of Lieutenant Dan <laughs> Ice Cream. That That's a good feel good movie though. I will. I yeah. I love that, that movie. I'll give you that. Uh, I may have even done that as one of my favorite movies because it really is one of my top movies. But I've seen that several times, and it just makes you feel good. And you go on this full journey with this person that, you know, is, is less capable and 
you know, he has a full richer life than, you know, just your ordinary person would. Um, I think one of my favorite uh, things is whenever they invest in Apple and he's like, Lieutenant Dan invested in this uh, fruit company. He said, we don't have to worry about money anymore. I said, good. That's one less thing. And so I just, I, I love it. There's just so many quotable things from that movie. Um, yeah, that's just, it's just a solid movie, man. It makes me feel good every time I watch it. I have it on DVD. I forgot who it was that was like, oh, I haven't, I hadn't seen it. Gave them the DVD. They were like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed out on this movie. I was like, yeah, it's, it's a phenomenal movie. Good pick. That's up there with like, I can't believe you haven't seen that. You know, that's like, that's, that's up there. There are those movies, right? Tonight like the Godfather being one of them. Mm-hmm. Scarface. Scarface being another one. That's a good one. Um, what else? Forrest Gump. That's another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think like, what are those movies? Like, I God, I can't believe you haven't seen that. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, that's good. Orvin, Ryan? thanks for sharing with us that Simple Jack is your favorite feel-good movie. <laughs> I heard you clicking away over there. You're like, what is the name of Chopper? I couldn't remember. <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm so mad. That's so I was funny. like, I kept thinking like Simple Rick, but that's from Rick and Morty. And right. I, I was, God, I should have muted myself. That would have been so much better. Yep. <laughs> Almost got away with it. Almost got away with it. You Snoopy kids and your dog. Ah. So friend then tell me what is uh your final pick so you went sad you want to cry you gave us land before time you want to feel good you want you want to get pumped you want to get hyped you went with uh, a little kung fu action i already forgot the name of the movie it was um fist of fury it's actually simple jack is the name of the <laughs> kung fu movie 100 percent best kung fu movie on the planet but simple jack or rick let's let's not impersonate it for obvious reasons yeah yes we'll be good 2008 was a long time ago yeah <laughs> yeah that could not happen anymore so many things wrong with that movie that now you just uh you cannot get away with or you'll be canceled so yes. tell us what is pick number three what is the emotion that you're going with though all right so first movie is digging deep and getting out some emotional baggage. The second one is getting the adrenaline pumped. And the last one, my feel good movie. I, w- I need a movie that I can sit there and just watch an advent, an adventure unfurl in front of me. Something where interesting characters, far out characters travel distant places and do cool stuff. And that's why my pick is the, Trey knows what I'm about to do. It's obviously the fifth <laughs> element. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did not enjoy that movie. Oh, so good. At all. Make sure y'all stick around. We're going to end up doing a review on that movie. So somewhere down the line, be on the lookout for that because it is a great movie. But continue. All right. Real talk, though. I like I really like The Fellowship of the Ring, the first of the Lord of the Rings movies because no joke no joke that was that is on that was on my list it got narrowed out because of reasons but it's still there like if we could do like five it would definitely be there yeah the fellowship of the ring 
does not have the the taxing giant battle scenes like the the second and third ones do you've got to pay attention to how many orcs everyone's killed and everyone's arms are getting chopped off it's not the clusterfuck that the hobbit movies are where it's like a 12 movie franchise to fill in one novella it's just a nice little book or movie about these little hobbits that come from basically fantasy ireland and then they they go on an adventure and there's some combat and all of that but it's just it's beautiful to watch the world building to watch these because again 80 percent of the movie is just you know landscape shots of the the fellowship going across new zealand right but i like that and it's it's you don't really have to turn your head on for it you don't have to think about it it's not a complicated movie it's just a movie about some folks going on an adventure and I like that. It's nice. And it gives you just enough to be a a complete story. Obviously you want to know the rest of it, but it's a nice introduction. That's why it's fellowship of the ring for my third feel good movie. Trey and rounding out with a, with a nerdy movie. Very nice. Trey, what's your, what's your feel good movie? I bet you, I know. Bet you, bet you, bet you I shouldn't have said anything to you fuckers. Uh, you should not have. That was poorly planned. Fifth element. Uh, what? Oh yeah. Who knew? Who knew? Um, Fifth element is up there for one of the greatest science fiction fantasy, uh, science fiction, I guess only uh, movies ever made uh, easily. Um, for me anyway it should always be in the debate for great movies and it happens to be a favorite movie of mine um but kind of like like you were saying like as far as just going on an adventure a little bit of world building a little bit of character development but like this is the clear cut you know object of our adventure is to do this it handles it in one movie and that's something that i think like lord of the rings while i love it you have to look at it all three right or shit at this point all six um where fifth element does it in one movie and then that's it it's a completely i as far as i know it's a completely original creation for like i don't think there's any source material or anything like that they just developed it made the movie go um highly quotable you want some more yeah (laughs) multi-pass multi-pass um oh that reminds me i need to make a uh like a meme of basically people with their covid vaccines (laughs) posting it on facebook and being like covid jot (laughs) multi-pass um Bruce Willis had hair. Mila Jovovich got her start. Um, do we get to see her boobies in that? Kinda. I feel like we do. Kinda. Um, and Chris Rock has a good time with it. He like, does he great in that. Good of a time. He's so. Of course, fun. he had too good of a time. That's, that's that his... question was better used for the fifth well, element episode. Well, we're we'll we'll go over this in detail, but we'll yeah, that is it, my yeah. that is my third feel good movie. So so one animated uh, that I've watched since I was a little kid. Um, 
that I will still watch and just have a good time and listen to Robin Williams just do his thing. Um, the second one for a palate cleanser, super fun, super easy movie to watch. Um, and one of the ones watched a bunch of times and we'll never say no to it. And then a little bit more action, some science fiction in your life and in the fifth element. Yeah. Feel good. Can we transition into Irvin's final pick by him trying to do an impersonation of Robin Williams playing the genie? No. I I think that's the best way to lead into I Irvin's third. 100% agree. Not picky English, so sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Let me do my Forrest Gump impersonation impersonated by Irvin. Forget about it. I'm Forrest Gump. What, what are you doing? That's what Irvin sounds like. So I want you to do Robin Williams now. this go um he's cutting it out my Take third out. i'm not cutting it out yeah just jotting it down make brian sound stupider you can't all right Irvin, I, what's your what's your third pick for feel good movie third pick feel good movie and this is just a straight up feel good movie i want to say you guys have probably seen it it's not uh it's not amazing it's not like um, it's not great it's not a great movie but it's not a bad movie it's just kind of right in the middle like it's just just enough to you're like okay that wasn't too bad solid b movie the mummy the mummy returns lead brandon frazier yes brandon frazier um so like i said top five if we were still doing top five that was my other one so it was lord of the rings and it was the mummy not the mummy returns it's not as good the mummy yeah, the mummy's where it's at. The mummy Where's returns the is okay. King but... love. Scorpion King. Oh God, I <laughs> I've seen it several times too. Though I, I I love the Rock. He's he's a he's a treasure. I think I've seen the Scorpion King one time, never again. Mm, and but I think I've only seen I think I've seen the 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 third Mummy movie one time as well, and never again. But I'll watch Mummy Mummy Returns. Mummy Returns being less than the Mummy. But yeah. those two are fine together. But then the third, what is it? The Tomb of the Emperor, Dragon Emperor. Oh, uh, that one's, yeah, that one's. And then, well, they replaced dog. Evie. So it's like, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to pay Rachel Weiss. She to saw the doing. script and she was like, no, nope. thanks. No, like, no, absolutely not. I need money. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he still is. Yeah. On that topic, uh, Blast from the Past. Do y'all remember that movie? Oh, I have never seen it, but it's the one where they were put in a fallout shelter and they come out and Brandon Fraser is a sex symbol in that for some reason. Yeah, pretty much. Christopher Walken is the dad scientist there. Um, I think he works for the government or something. He's a scientist for the government. So it's during the, um, you know, Russia communist war, like they're going to invade and we got to be ready. So the dad being a scientist like creates this fallout shelter underneath their home. And during the uh, Cuban Missile Crisis, he puts his family in the bunker. He's like, oh, this is happening. Well, it just so happens that a uh, spoiler warning for a movie that's been out for forever. A plane crashes into their house specifically. And so they think that it actually happened, that the nuclear holocaust happened. 
And so he had enough supplies for like 30 years. So they lived down there for like 30 plus years. And then finally, you know, you have this adult man, the parents are old and he has to come out. And so he has like apple stocks and like all these kinds of things. And so ends up becoming rich and has like all these baseball cards, finds a girl from Pasadena. That's a thing from the movie and uh, ends up falling in love and all that jazz. But it's a it's a nice feel good movie. So I've, I've seen it a couple of times and uh, I always enjoy it every time I do watch it. But it's not, again, a movie that I'm just like, oh, it's so amazing. It's no Forrest Gump, but it still makes me feel good. It's, it's a nice, wholesome movie. And that's excellent it. pick, Irvin. I mean, not I, that that was your pick. I think The Mummy was your pick, but an excellent fourth pick. Fair. Everybody kind of, you know, threw out a bunch of picks. Well, I think uh, I think that's going to do it, guys, unless y'all have any other uh, additions to this episode. No, because feel good is. Feel good is kind of feel good is kind of hard, um, like because I was thinking about it and I was like. You know, I like Bicentennial Man. Like, I'll like if it's on, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel good. I like that's that movie. That's a movie I've always wanted to see but never have. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, that's yeah. a good movie. That's a good feel good movie. Like, Ooh. Requiem for a Dream, guys. Oh, <laughs> I mean, great movie, but feel good. No. Nah, yeah. it's heavy. Watch that more than twice a year. You, uh, <laughs> you, have, you put have on a list. Yeah. yeah. What are we going to say? The Joker next is a feel good movie? Ugh. I think it's just called Joker. There's no yeah, the. Right. Yeah. Um, it's because you could even say like corny movies that make you feel good. Like you could do like Batman and Robin or. I think we could totally make this a, uh, a continuous thing like corny, corny movies. movies chick flicks you know whatever is that the is notebook. that still pc is that still allowed to say that i don't know well that's what ann was saying when i when i discussed with her the that she was like what's the topic and i said well, let's feel good movies and i told her it's gonna be the fifth element and i was thinking about bicentennial man the mummy lord of the rings and she's like those are not feel good movies. i was like they make me feel good i don't care if they're actually yeah. she's like no and you have to like pretty and pain yeah so you did it pretty in pink and 16 candles and breakfast Gross. club. And I was like, no, I was never Absolutely. a rich white girl in the eighties. So I can't really relate to <laughs> any, any of those. Any yeah. Of those. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I haven't been a mummy or been to space, but I relate. Yeah. Yeah. And also like Ferris Bueller's day off is kind of fun to think about, but then that, like that comparing that to said. my lived experience, it's like, if I played hooky one time, like for one period, my ass wound up in detention. This guy like abducts the entire city of Chicago and he gets his name on a water tower. That's some bullshit. That's some bullshit. Never. That would never happen. No. <laughs> I mean, not to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, y'all, thank you for joining us today on this episode of Nerd Nostalgia Podcast. Tell us what some of your feel-good movies are, you know? Tell us what we missed, what movies are out there that make you feel good or just in general that you enjoy. Please head over to Apple Podcasts, drop that five-star, tell your friends, family, and coworkers about it. Help us grow this audience. All right, guys, thank you all so much for joining us. And remember, stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs>